This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you today to the Warning Radio program. Special guest, Apostle John Polis. And John, why don't you introduce your church? Thank you, Dr. Hanson. Yes, I pastor Faith Church International in Fairmont, West Virginia. Okay. So if you're in that area, why don't you check it out? I know him personally, and I I know it must be a great church. Now, I've been working with leadership just solidly this year. And uh, as you know, I just took a six-week, 25-state tour uh, meeting with uh, leaders, uh, all forms of leaders, including uh, uh, business leaders, uh, political leaders, as well as obviously church leaders. And I just had a great apostle with me. Uh, Yesterday, we did some radio and television. He's over 2,500 churches. And uh, all over the world, uh, people are concerned. Leaders are concerned, not just uh, church leaders, but uh, people that want to be free, business leaders, political leaders, uh, they, they see a clamping down of freedom, of liberty. Uh, they see an excuse that uh, COVID-19 was used to uh, usher in what they believe is, and I believe is, they want to put into effect the new world order. And so only the church, only the church can stop this insanity if the church has the faith, has the courage, has inside of them the third person of the Trinity to overcome weakness and fear and intimidation. We need a great awakening. We need another great awakening. John? Yes, sir, Dr. Hansen. I believe First uh, Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, talks about his ministry and what needs to be reflected in the church today, where Paul said that my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, a number of years ago, I was looking at those scriptures in preparation for ministry, and uh, the Holy Spirit showed me that there would be two types of churches that would emerge. And uh, based upon the word Sophia, their wisdom, Paul said, my, my preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom. The word Sophia is where we get our word sophistication. But he said his preaching was in power and demonstration. And the Holy Spirit showed me there would be two types of churches that would emerge, a church of sophistication and a church of demonstration. And that's where we are today, I believe, Dr. Hanson. The the church of sophistication is built upon man's wisdom uh, and trying to do the work of God with man's man's wisdom and, and man's ways. 
whether it be borrowing from the consumer uh, mentality of the world, uh, the attractional church model, or whatever it might be, but there has to be a return. And I just, I just believe, and just actually, I just, I declare and prophesy that there's going to be a return of the power and demonstration of God to the church in these last days. We're going to see a healing revival like we've never seen before. There are miracles, signs, and wonders on the horizon. Hallelujah. That the church hasn't seen since the book of Acts. Praise God. And we're, we're on the verge of that. But what, what brings us to that point is our own desperation. The people have to seek God or will seek God for one of two reasons, desire or desperation. And the church has lost its desire for the things of God because of, of materialism and infatuation with the world. And, and God has allowed the, the church to get into shape it's in in order to rest, restore their desire for him. Uh, you know, until we lose everything that we have, we can we can be complacent and and feel like we're we're in God's will. We're blessed because we have all of our material riches and things. But when those things are taken away, people begin to realize that that they they left the blesser for the blessings, and they have to return to the blesser. And Dr. Hanson, I believe that's where we are now. I'm very excited about the time we're living in because. The church is getting desperate, and when they get desperate, they're going to cry out to God, and God is going to respond as he always has in power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. Well, I believe you're exactly right. I did a one-hour uh, syndicated live program last night in our television studio, and again, uh, I said, these are the greatest days. I'm so excited. I'm more passionate, more full of zeal. More determined than ever before because we are on the verge of the greatest awakening, on the verge of the greatest signs and wonders, miracles that has ever been demonstrated on the face of the earth. I know that uh, I had with me uh, Dr. Apostle Bishop Kefa Omai. Uh, he wrote, Understanding Seasons of Change, Embracing Your Moment of Lifting in God-Ordained Seasons of Your Life. And uh, the ones that I talked to, uh, people like you, leaders that are in tune with the Holy Spirit. Yes, trouble is on a, the horizon, but so are the greatest demonstrations of the outpouring of God through his body that would, like you said, embrace him that the world has ever seen. John? Absolutely. Uh, I'm t absolutely, totally convinced. If we look at, at history, you know, you hear people talk about how bad the world is right now, and it is. It is. The Bible said that there would be perilous times, difficult, fierce, and hard to endure is the actual Greek word in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4. But look at, the, look at the world when Christianity was birthed. And here, here's my point. In the Roman culture, the world, the world was, was worse, much worse then than it is now in terms of, of gross darkness uh, most of the Caesars were, were homosexuals. Pedophilia was accepted practice. Slavery was, millions were in slavery. Women were treated like cattle. I mean, sport, the sport in that day was the Coliseum. I mean, we go to watch a football game today or a baseball game. They went to watch people kill one another in the most brutal ways. Uh, the, the culture then was, was so much worse than it is now. And my point is this. Christianity was born in that darkness. The Bible said a great light would shine in the midst of darkness. Praise God. And, and they turned that world upside down. 
with nothing but the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the authority of the name of Jesus. But they were willing to love not their life unto the death. They, they were sold out to God. They weren't just believers. They were disciples of Jesus Christ. And that, that's all the difference in the world. We have, a, we have a lot of believers, but very few disciples. And it's the disciples who are the ones who manifest the authority and, and power of the kingdom of God. And, and so my point is, Dr. Hansen, that if the church could turn that wicked world upside down, and we're not quite as bad today as they were then, although if things don't change, we're reverting to that level of, of, of darkness in, in, this, in our culture. But the church, if the church could arise and awaken to their potential and power, and we can turn this world upside down again. We can absolutely do that. I, I believe it with all my heart. And I'm, I'm preaching that. I'm pressing in for that. We, uh, we, we normally do a 21-day a fast like a lot of churches do at the beginning of the year. But, but this year I decided, no, we're going we're gonna to fast the first three days of every month minimum and make it more of a lifestyle a discipline because many times the people will fast 21 days in January and then forget it for the rest of the year. But we just finished another three days of intense several hours a day in our sanctuary with prayer, fasting for three days, the first three days of every month to see the breakthroughs that we need. I believe the first thing that has to happen for awakening is people need to be awakened to, to prayer once again. And there is a great stirring and a great prayer movement that is beginning to move. Uh, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, could you not tarry one hour? I believe that he found a disciple sleeping there. And something I saw there, Dr. Hansen, was when he came out and, and said, could you not at least pray for one hour? Remember, he went back three times. So he, as the leader, prayed three hours. But he was asking his disciples to at least pray one. And uh, the Bible says he found them sleeping. And the point is, the church is asleep, and it won't be fully awakened until it can at least pray one hour a day. And so we, we're really pushing the prayer movement, and we've had a great prayer revival here. It's been going on for years, and will continue to go on. Once the church gets, gets back to prayer, and you know, what Jesus said would be the number one identifier of his church was not the preaching, was not the praise and worship, was not the programs. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. So he was saying the number one thing that's going to really uh, identify my house, in other words, where I live and reside, is the prayer that goes on. And uh, we've been sidetracked. And when people look for a church nowadays, they look to see if they like the preacher or the, the, the programs or the youth ministry or the music. I find very few people looking for churches uh, investigating the prayer life of the church to decide whether that's where they want to go or not. But, but prayer is coming back. And as prayer is, is reintroduced in the lives of, of the Christians where they're developing that hour a day of prayer, I believe, I believe they'll become fully awake and, and be aware of what's going on in their world and what God is doing. Well, I believe you're right. I know Luke 24, 47 through 49 and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power 
from on high. Mark 16, 17, and 18, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Acts 2, 1 through 4, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I've done 12 weeks on the movers and shakers of the first and second great awakening. They believed in these verses I read, as well as 2 Peter 1, 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Partakers of the divine, they believed we could move in the third person of the Trinity. They believed we had to tarry. And prayer is something they all did, and most churches do, maybe not as seriously as they should, but they need to continue in that area of prayer and be seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said very clearly, hey guys, don't even try to represent me until you are endued with my dunamis, my released energy, my power, my authority. Wait, go tarry until the third person of the Trinity enters you so I can continue my do my works through you. We've got to have another great awakening. As the movers and shakers understood, we need to focus on the third person of the Trinity. Half the churches don't even recognize it. Uh, they, they reject it. Uh, yet they say they pray, but they reject the third person of the Trinity. Uh, they reject you and I because they don't receive the fullness of God as far as the fivefold gifts of ministry. Uh, Dr. Polis? Yes, sir. You know, Ezekiel prophesied about a river, and that river was was made up of the, the move of the Holy Spirit, of course. And, and it was in three dimensions there, water to the ankles, to the knees, to the loins. I believe that refers to the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost, the, 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 the gifts of utterance, water to the ankles. That, that's the initial experience when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So Many people haven't even had the initial experience yet, Doctor Hanson. That's right. Uh, of, of speaking in tongues and prophesying—that's that, that's entry level. Entry, uh, you're right. That's entry level. But then it moves on. The water to the to the knees. It talks about the revelation gifts of the spirit, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, and finally the water to the loins. The, this is the full river now. Uh, not talking about a stream or a brook, but we got the river when we got all nine gifts going. And the, 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 the water to the loins there is referring to those power gifts, the gifts of faith, the, the working of miracles, the gifts of healings. And, and this, is, this is talking about maturity and growing up in Christ. Uh, you know, three is God's number, right? The tabernacle, outer court, inner court, and, and, the, and the most holy place, or whether it's the kingdom of God, first the blade, then the corn, then the full corn in the ear. I believe the church needs to realize that they need to get out of babyhood Many Christians, even even Pentecostal Christians, never have moved beyond just speaking in tongues and prophesying. That's right. That's right. To the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and the discerning of spirits. Very few have ever got fully matured, grown up in Christ, got into that what I call the third dimension where the power of God is. Those power gifts of the spirit are, are where the demonstration of the spirit is, where people are getting healed, miracles and signs. And wonders are, are following. 
the word of God. Dr. Hanson, I feel the, the power of God right here. I feel the healing anointing of God. There's virtue flowing. I believe there's a lot of your your listeners that are that are needing a miracle of healing. If I may just just flow right there. Yeah, go, I believe there are people go ahead and with, lead out in prayer, John. I believe there are people with vision problems that are being healed, cataracts. One person, left eye, uh, has been damaged, and God's restoring that. There's a miracle, creative miracle is taking place right now in someone's left eye. And I believe there's back surgeries that have been uh, done that didn't turn out well, and people are still suffering. There's creative power right now. There's a miracle happening right now. It's, I feel the healing power of God flowing in someone's back, and, and backs are being restored and healed when after surgery that was not successful, whoever that is, God's working a miracle right there. Signs and wonders are following the word of God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his power is real and, and for today. And so we're, we're crying out to Christians. Those of you who may have been healed right there, I hope that they'll contact you, Dr. Hansen, and testify. I have a book that I wrote called Release the River in You. And that, that book can be obtained from, from johnpolis.com. My, my bookstore, Release the River in You, and I talk about how to move from the prophetic to the priestly and to the kingly anointing, from the, from the utterance gifts to the revelation gifts to the power gifts of the Spirit. And th this is what the church must have today if we're going to restore our land and reclaim our freedoms and see the, the, the purpose of God fulfilled. I believe, Dr. Hanson, God's our country was called by God and given a commission. And that commission is God's message of freedom. God created man free. He sent Christ to, to, to restore our freedom. And, the, and the, the vision of America and the call of America is to be the steward of God's message of freedom to the world. And we have to get back to the power of God in order to accomplish that mission and declare God's message of freedom to the world. Well, you're absolutely right, uh, Dr. Polis. I know that uh, when I did those 12 weeks on, on the movers and shakers, the first and second great awakening, people like John Wesley and Charles G. Finney, Dwight Moody, you know, Maria Woodworth Edder, Carrie Judd Montgomery, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lakes, Evan Roberts, Reese Howells, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Coleman, uh, including uh, who is still alive, Heidi Baker and others, I'll tell you, they knew you could be a partaker of the divine nature. They did not stop with speaking in tongues initially. Like you said, that's for personal edification. As you continue, it's for ministry. When you get into the supernatural ministry gifts, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, working of miracles, signs and wonders, and we can continue. But they were movers and shakers who never quit chasing after God. They loved God with all of their heart. They never quit chasing after him. They, Some of them initially worked every day of the week. They held meetings in the evening and they went to all night prayer meetings. And when they knew there was something further, they chased it. They chased it if they had to chase it for nine months until they moved in the full gifts of the Holy Spirit. They were never satisfied. And that's what we've got to come back to our first love, to love our God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind. Not some mental ascent. We've got to once again get back to intimacy with our love, with Jesus. John? Revelation chapter 3, the Bible talks about return. 
first love. Jesus said, repent and do your first works over again. For if you left your first love, then I will, I will, I'll spew you out of my mouth. If you are neither hot nor cold, it, when 9-11 took place, I was watching it on television and I asked God to speak to me about it. Show me what's going on. So I'd have an answer to the people that I lead. And he immediately spoke to me from Revelation chapter three, where he said, I would that you were hot or cold. The King James is it like that? I would that you were either hot or cold. Well, you're absolutely right, John. Matthew 5.13 reads, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. Now, Dennis Woods, in his book, Discipling the Nations, comments, It's too often in pluralistic America, Christians have hidden behind the banner of traditional values to avoid a direct appeal to the Bible or biblical values. In the process, their political cultural vision has become blurred and their message has been diverted from the Word of God. Carl Henry, theologian and author, states, We hear much today about the need for values, but values are not absolutes, at least not necessarily. They are preferred ideals of individuals and societies. We need again to have the commandments of God emblazoned on our consciences and the redeeming grace of God throbbing in our hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, because American Christians have not understood their responsibility to be salt in the government, our legal system has degenerated into an endless volume of decisions compromised by humanists who search for past precedents or traditions by which to judge their current case. This is why 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 8 tells us, It's a shame and travesty of justice to allow civil authorities to judge the Christians without holding the people accountable to God's standards. The heathen cannot possibly restore a person back to God and society. Instead, as Isaiah 59, 13 through 16 warns, the best type of government continues to evolve and the righteous continue to become prey. So we get back to what you're saying, hot or cold. Second Peter 2, 6 through 8 reads, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto all those that after should live ungodly, and deliver just lot vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. That's the reason for eagles saving nations. We must have another great awakening. It's going to take the third person of the Trinity, like Dr. John Polis said, more than even the initial sign of speaking in tongues, which is a beginning. It's for our own edification. We must go deeper until we are filled with the third person of the Trinity operating through us with his authority, with his power, with his boldness, continuing to do the signs and wonders, supernatural works that he did when he walked the earth. We're supposed to do it now as his disciples, his ambassadors. Again, the vision and mission of Eagles Saving Nations is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour, hold revival meetings across the world. We want to fill stadiums, conferences, churches, focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost, others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. 
We want them to leave these meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Once again, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. That's Eagles Saving Nations. Subscribe, either a white eagle, a bald eagle, or a gold eagle. People say, what can I do? Well, you can get involved this way so we can get into the stadiums, civic centers, conference halls, churches all through America, and have another great awakening. A golden eagle, it's only $50 a year because it takes money to get in a national football stadiums to rent them, NBA basketball stadiums civic centers if you can't do this why complain we're losing america help us get another great awakening help us get another revival become at least a golden eagle a bald eagle is 22 dollars a month and a white eagle is 220 dollars a month we need another great awakening may god richly bless you i'll see you tomorrow Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.